0: Welcome to single girl season. My name is Rocky. And I'm lacy
1: And it's my birthday tomorrow. Exciting. So I've hijacked this whole episode. This whole episode is about you, babes. I mean, it's giving Sagittarius. <laughs> it's fire sign season.
0: So, guys, have that aloe vera ready to go because <laughs> they will sear you constantly. <laughs>
1: no but in all seriousness what are we talking about today saturn's
0: return
1: yeah so if you've never heard of saturn's return you're not big into the universe and star signs we're here to break it down for you even yeah. though we are not experts
0: i am not like a cosmo expert i was cosmopolitan, was say cosmopolitan. i'm not a cosmo astrologist? expert or oh that's the word mm. astrologist you know it's bad
1: but you know the words and i don't <laughs> you know that's when this is gonna get weird Um, Yeah, it'll be a fun episode, lighthearted. I mean, take everything with a grain of salt, like a margarita, (laughs) a tequila shot, if you will. But maybe should we kick off the episode and just, what is Saturn's Return?
0: So Saturn's Return is an astrological phenomenon. Whoa.
1: Take that in for a second. That's it. Microphone drop.
0: (laughs) That occurs when the planet Saturn completes its orbit around the sun and returns to the same position in the sky as it occupied at the time of an individual's birth.
1: So to like simplify that for the girlies. So basically you were
0: born and Saturn was at a certain point along the sun. Mm -hmm. And now 28 years later, it's back at that exact same point in the sun, like in
1: this orbit done a full lap it's on a full lap 28 years it took yeah back and look at you so what does that mean in terms of life and me (laughs) (laughs) so saturn's back she's back home yeah what does that mean so
0: what have you learned in the last 28 years that you can take with you into the new
1: cycle around the sun but like what is saturn giving to me (laughs) what have (laughs) i learned what is saturn teaching me So it's meant to symbolize or a lot of big things are meant to happen in kind of your 28s. A kind of 28 to 30 year, it uh, signifies kind of that phase of becoming an adult. So it's
0: about acknowledging and understanding and processing the challenges that you've had so far in your life so that when you move into the new season of your life, the new chapters, you have like a different outlook that you can take on all the experiences with you and hopefully with all these new challenges, you're able to create new experiences for yourself. So it's more like it's a captured moment in time for you to have reflection right? before moving forward. That's how I take it.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was about like big life changes were happening. Like it you're going to see big either things in relationships career, or career, yeah, travel. big life moves. There are,
0: there are a lot of big life moves. Oh, I think that I can say for myself when I turned – 28, there was a lot of huge life
1: mm. changes
0: that were happening
1: yeah I think with you it was and it was like a slow process of transformation yeah but it, it happened all at once yeah. though. so
0: there was like a lot of things leading up to it
1: yeah
0: um, but when I did hit that 28 there was so many big things happening consecutively mm. um, some really good some pretty Heart breaking, but yeah, actually, I, my 28th year, there was a lot of huge, huge
1: moments. That was a, that was a rough year for you.
0: Yeah, it was touch and go.
1: And now I'm going through it too. Yeah. Saturn <laughs> has beef with us.
0: It said literally, um, you better be ready to grow up quickly during Saturn's return.
1: I'm just a baby.
0: Are you ready for this? No. I'm exhausted I... for you. <laughs> but with Saturn's return, um, you will face down your demons. You'll reflect on your path so far, whether it's been worthwhile and good enough. And I think that you do that a lot already. Like, you reflect on the choices that you've made. Mm -hmm. And you're like, should I have started this sooner? Should I have, you know, kicked this off earlier? Um, And in terms of facing down your demons, you've had a lot of demons this year.
1: Yeah. And, like, I don't blame my life on where the universe is and, you know, retrograde. But everything has just been happening one after the other. And I'm like... This is out of my control, and technically, I'm on the outside of these events, and they're just happening. Yeah. They're just tumbling through it, and I'm like, Yeah, this is outside of me at this point. This is Saturn. I mean, at some point,
0: I anytime you would call me, I'm just like, I'm scared to pick up. What is it going to be now? Yeah.
1: Um. So, I could definitely confirm that there has been a lot of big life changes. I mean, you could say my life has flipped upside down this year, so... Yeah. um i've been not very excited to see how the end of sans return ends
0: you did get a new job this year we did start the podcast this year yeah also in terms of your love life you did start dating this year yeah big life so there's actually like you have made active choices in your life
1: you know i love how you're looking at all the positives
0: when i say um yeah but that's just how i'm wording it because we know what happened in your dating life this year
1: <laughs> if i look at it like you know what i uh, what happened started this year got made redundant got dumped (laughs) (laughs) we've had some divorces we've had the family flip upside down um ghosting we could go on from there um it's just
0: it's just the way you deliver it's the the way, way you look at it the way i delivered it was a lot more oh
1: but yeah so i feel like this isn't my first radio with a whole lot of life events tumbling i feel like with my life when it rains it pours i feel like i'll have a few years of calm and then two million events will happen at once and i'll just be like dodging you know yes bullets left right and center so it's not my first rodeo dealing with a whole lot of chaos um so it's good that we've still been able to get like the podcast and do focus on some of the positives
0: yeah and look you've made it to the end of the year Year one it's... is down.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Do Saturn.
0: you want to hear what Saturn return has in store for Sagittarius? Is? Yeah. According to Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. So, you know. The Bible. Yeah, the Bible. Get ready, guys. Send it yourselves. Should we light a candle before I read this for you? No, I don't want any <laughs> of your.
1: <laughs> for those who don't know, Rakea read my tarot cards. We found them <laughs> at some random little market. And since then, since she read my cards,
0: Every time I've read Lucy's Cards, according to the book, by the way, I'm not making this stuff up. um, It's been calamity after calamity, after reverse moon, after demons through the lake. um, And they've all come out to be true.
1: So I don't want (laughs) any more of your reading. (laughs)
0: um okay but i will read this for you because i want to hear it's cosmopolitan it's not you it's not your ancestors um a wanderlust often emerges for saturn in sagittarius around this time perhaps you feel a yearning to live a different way in a different place perhaps just to explore the world perhaps even if you've been a traveler up to now to start nesting the theme of travel and how it develops your character is to be considered um so travel adventure teaching and working with animals are all catnip to this sign also further education is often hinted at by this sign so this might be a time to retrain
1: interesting i find this is a trait of sagittarius's but we get bored easily like it's hard to pin us down that's kind of you know the general gist of trait of being a Sagittarius and I find that was very true I find I get unsettled in a job easy even my like I want to travel I want to do things even getting into a relationship I'm scared to be have someone else to answer to yeah um so it's funny about
0: the travel because you are traveling for new years um you've also been talking about moving to New York for a little
1: bit (laughs) pipe dream but I actually feel – I used to travel so much every year, um, all the time, and that's all where I'd save for is just to travel. But now, like what you kind of said there is I definitely feel like travel's on the back burner for me now. Mm. I mean, I'm traveling to New Zealand this year to escape <laughs> Christmas because, you know, not all of us love Christmas at home. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty content at the yeah. moment. Travel is definitely not a priority for me. I'm more kind of – Let me get my apartment all cute. Let me settle. You're nestling. You know, um, let me progress in other ways or have a savings account. You're nesting a little bit. Yeah, so interesting.
0: Cute. All right. What sort of things are you looking forward to in terms of the next few years of Saturn's, you know, time around the sun for you
1: and its return? I'm scared. I don't really think too much into the future, to be honest, which is a bit silly, but I've never been one to look too far ahead. Um never beyond five years when people like, Oh my god, I used to think about my wedding day and having kids and I would be like, I just never thought about being an adult as a kid. I
0: don't know, it's very strange. Um even if it's not that far ahead, because I know that you you know, when you and I talk about, you know, where we want this podcast to go, you always talk about let's go all the way. So it doesn't have to be like huge monuments. It could be like just small things that you kinda wanna
1: you know have in your mind or work towards so don't make me think about the future no i definitely have goals in life um kind of like five year goals not really time limit but you know i would love to see this kind of podcast grow um be stable money situation i mean the inflation cost of living right now i would love to just go fortnight to fortnight not have to be checking my bank account yeah every fortnight and making it to that last day of my payday like i would love to just you know, have the money there. <laughs> of
0: course, of course. So um, also Saturn often referred to as the taskmaster or teacher or symbolizing discipline, responsibility and structure, which is a little bit of what you're talking about is mm. having a little bit of structure in your own life when it comes to work, finances, For sure. nesting at home a little bit, um, even with the podcast, having a routine and structure around it. Yeah. I know that we have been working a lot this year on having that routine with boxing as mm. well as the podcast, how can we make sure that we are allocating time for the things that are important to us.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so Good. what kind of lessons or what kind of things do you feel like our listeners should know about what it takes to have structure and discipline? Because
1: yeah. I don't know if it's like with the other twenty eight year old galleys out there, I feel like I like having a bit more of a routine now whereas when I was younger definitely was not a priority and I want to party I want to go out every weekend now I'm kind of like I prioritize it I prefer to stick to my routine go to boxing be productive instead of going out and having that two-day hangover I can't do it and it makes me feel so bad so yeah I wonder if anyone else is kind of in that phase in their life at the moment where now that we're in our late 20s
0: i have noticed that you do enjoy like you know we had friendsgiving on Mm. friday so i think you you seem to enjoy a lot more like dinner party energies lately is Um, what i've noticed definitely
1: trying to move into the quiet life yeah (laughs) i just want a quiet life (laughs) it's too much chaos at the moment so um you know we'll get to the end of the year and the holiday season is always crazy so yeah that's a struggle in in its own right yeah all right, so um,
0: there are three times in a person's lifetime that they go through Saturn's return. Mm-hmm. So the first time is between the ages of 28 to 30, mm-hmm. aka RH. age. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second is 57 to 60.
1: Interesting. And the third is 86 to 88. Wow, if I'm still reflecting on my life at 88 i mean you'd have to be That's all you have time for at that point wouldn't i just be like you know what i just want to settle in i want to watch my tv shows i want to read a book <laughs> that's where we are right now <laughs> i want to survive i want to survive like that should be your number one <laughs> in a nursing home you're like saturn's yeah. return.
0: oh my god all right um so there is a little bit of a survival's guide to saturn's return that we should yeah. take into account how
1: how do we survive saturn's
0: return it's all about embracing the change all right, because chances are, if you are going through Saturn's return, 28 to 30, you're experiencing a few existential
1: crises. And I mean, turning 30 in itself is an existential crisis. Yeah. Mentally, I can't fathom ever yeah. being 30. Um, I don't
0: think about it unless someone brings it up to me. And at, at Friendsgiving, when you girls are like, oh, yeah, Rekha is turning 30. I was like,
1: why would you say that? I mean, you got to embrace
0: it. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't have to... I'm not going to think about this until May of next year. We're learning with everyone, okay? I already know. Like, I want to have three parties for my birthday.
1: One for every decade of your life. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't even consider that.
0: I was just like, everything I saw on TikTok, I want to combine it to three parties. Oh,
1: love. You know what I noticed with birthdays is... It's either a month celebration, you froth it, aka rock, or yep. like me, where it's another day. Get through it as quickly and as quietly as possible. I know. <laughs> cry in the corner. I mean, I've I've
0: always cried on my birthday.
1: Hot girls cry on their birthday.
0: I know that's happening and I look forward to it so that I can
1: get it over with. Like Do you know I looked into why we cry on our birthdays and apparently it's because there's a lot more pressure on a birthday it just puts the year into a kind of a time frame and it kind of makes you reflect on the year so you know with birthdays as pressure you know you're getting older you feel like you know you're moving forward even if you don't want to you might not be might not have accomplished what you wanted to that year and your birthday at that time where that kind of all comes to fruition fruition Damn. Yeah. where'd that come from our son's return babe <laughs>
0: I think so too. I always feel like I need to be feeling a certain way on my birthday and I never feel that way yeah. and I always feel a lot of pressure that I'm forcing people to hang out with me on my birthday as well. Um, but everybody better be ready for next year.
1: I know. It's gonna be a big The one. month
0: of rug. Yeah usually it's a birthday week but for my... Um, sorry in <laughs> what word? It is a birthday month. Okay every time. It has to be. I did want to talk a little bit about how each sort of you know how there's three points when Saturn return comes through and what to expect in each point of those stages Mm -hmm. so the first is obviously the late 20s one um so massive life-changing transformation occurs uh breaking up making up swapping careers changing cities blossoming into our true selves I think that's why there's such a huge metamorphosis when it comes to you know 28 to 30 and a lot of big things are happening because I think one of the first things is that you really really kind of know yourself at that point you know your likes you know your dislikes and there's just a lot of internal changes going on from external factors as well so it's really just blossoming into your true self during your first sudden return you begin to break away from societal pressures trading expectations for honest experiences There you go. Which is true, because, I mean, going out less in terms of nightlife, um, valuing your friendships and having, like, smaller dinner parties is something that you enjoy. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things for me lately is how can I spend quality time with the people that I care about? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So gorgeous your second Saturn return um which occurs in your late 50s is more likely to manifest as the stereotypical midlife crisis
1: okay perfect
0: <laughs> but 50s is this just for women because i feel like men have a uh, midlife crisis at like
1: i feel like men have 40. the biggest mental li- men uh, sorry men have the biggest midlife crisis
0: they do it's in very big ways it's, my dad it's for Porsche.
1: one he bought a convertible he had two That's- kids and a wife how That's, we fit into that convertible. Well,
0: wow, that is very, very cliche, the convertible. I know. I'm
1: like, if you're going to have a midlife crisis, at least be original about it. So after you
0: establish your routine and structure in your first Saturn's return, which is what we mm. spoke about earlier, the second Saturn's return is when you want to switch those up spice those up and it may force you to reconsider these realities and question whether you're actually living up to your highest potential mm. so another huge metamorphosis is going to be coming in your 50s Jesus.
1: let's just get through the first one i'm just honestly. exhausted already just talking <laughs> yeah. about how many that's changes. in another but years.
0: <laughs> and then finally your third sentence return which occurs in your late 80s is a time of powerful reflection and by that time, you may be retired, may or may not, depending on the crisis of living. But you'll uh, have global
1: warming. <laughs> also global warming. You know, warming. it's actually a bit dark, but <laughs> a slight detour to this podcast, but I never think too far into my future because I'm like, global warming, we'll be in a zombie apocalypse by then. I don't
0: even think like... 10 years ahead because I'm like we could all just be eating each other's brains and sometimes that's how I'll justify spending
1: (laughs) yeah blowing my savings on a holiday I'll be like it doesn't matter sometimes i will just yeah I'm
0: just like well what's the point anyway we're all gonna die yeah am I gonna die with money in my account no
1: and money becomes irrelevant when the world is on fire and soon as
0: that yeah switch is flipped and it's survival of the fittest you think money's gonna matter you know what will matter
1: your medication yeah I'll be scared for you. I'll probably have to leave you behind, I'm not going to lie. It's good to know that you got that asthma, now. you're allergic to nuts, you're allergic to seeds, you're allergic to everything under the sun, you're allergic to dust. Okay, so let's start there. I'm sick now. Your immune system has betrayed you. Uh,
0: but in your late 80s is when you'll uh, look back at your life and contemplate your successes, failures, blessings and regrets. It can also be a very spiritual moment. So somehow the final Saturn's return is less metamorphosis and just more reflection and spiritual like all your chakras are aligned avatar state is happened already so i mean if we make
1: it there we'll let you know how we go
0: yeah we'll probably be in the same nursing home hey
1: no i will be far away from (laughs) that's a lie (laughs) um we'll have adjoining rooms (laughs) (laughs) love it gorgeous
0: is there anything that you want to take with you moving forward within your and return years?
1: Survival. <laughs> <laughs> My survival instincts have grown. Nah, I think I'm excited, you know, to see where we end up after this change in our life. You know, when you're in it, it just feels like a lot all the time and you're just yeah. focused on surviving, fight or flight mode. But yeah. then when you get the chance to look back in a few years, we'll be like, well, yeah. what a transformational period of our life. A hundred
0: percent. Yeah, when we're on the other side of 30. Don't say what you're about to say.
1: (laughs) I'm still early 20s. I don't know what you're
0: talking about. (laughs) Sorry, I'll keep reminding you because I'm not going to be in my late 20s by myself.
1: So if you notice in your late 20s that you're kind of having all these big life events, know where it came from. Saturn's returned for you, babes. Then blame it on Saturn. (laughs) Mercury retrograde can have a little bit of a break. It's Saturn's fault now. It's all settled here. She's
0: gonna stay for a few years, so enjoy our company. Though.
1: It's exciting. Yeah.
0: Alrighty. Well, happy birthday for tomorrow, because I'm Please. not gonna be here. <sighs> That's okay. I'll just cry in my room alone. I mean, you were gonna do that anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gorgeous. Should we have a bit of a pop culture moment quickly? Because a lot's been going on. All right. Kick us off. We have to talk about Matt Rife, this stand-up comedian. I don't know if. You guys know about him, but he's pretty much, firstly, a really attractive comedian, which is kind of a bit rare in the stand-up comedian side of things. And he's blown up on TikTok because he's really funny with his crowd work. Yeah. Is what I've seen. Um, so I kind of really enjoyed his crowd work. I thought it was very funny. And I mean, he's also eye candy. I mean... Yeah,
0: he's got the banter with the crowd. He's, he's got able the banter. To, yeah, so I did enjoy his TikTok follow ups Yeah, form.
1: and I mean, he's blown up. And I mean, a lot of it has to do, of course, with his talent. But the girlies are rallying. He's yeah. this funny, charismatic, attractive guy, talented. What's not to like? Anyway, so he got a Netflix special just a hour long stand-up show live and I put it on I saw it I had nothing oh, to you watch, did watch it. yeah okay. I well, I literally had nothing to watch and I saw it it was already trending at number one so I was like all right let's watch it hadn't seen anything on TikTok it was had been released that day in Australia and I watched it and I was kind of watching it and I was just like I know stand-up you know it can be blunt it can be on the nose it can be a bit politically incorrect I was kind of watching it and I was just not laughing I was like, mm, that's like weird. And I was just like, oh, that's weird. Like he yeah. pretty much opens up with a, you know, domestic violence joke. I saw that <clears throat> clip on TikTok. But it just wasn't funny. The first joke was pretty much that there was a woman, his waiter had a black eye and he was like, you know what? She sh- they should have put her back in the kitchen so he didn't have to see her. But then she wouldn't have the black eye in the first place if she knew how to cook. So that's why she's not in the kitchen. He said in an interview that he recognized that his fans were majority females, but he wanted this special to be for the men he quoted saying that so why does is it funny for men for
0: women to have a black eye that's
1: what i this is what i'm like i'm like okay firstly females build you to what you are today so have, put some respect in our name yeah secondly you would not have a netflix
0: special without the women audience that made you on tiktok 100
1: percent. remember your roots know where you came from secondly do men only find jokes about misogyny domestic violence funny I think men have evolved beyond this point. But I love how he was like, You know what? You know what men would love is a domestic violence joke?
0: A woman with a black eye going back into the kitchen. Like the trifecta. It was in very poor taste and I feel like at some level, he must have known what he was doing, alienating his women's audience the way he has, trying to bring in more men. Yeah. But the men aren't going to take him anywhere.
1: And I mean, there's a lot of mutual subjects where both men and women find it funny. Yeah.
0: Like dating. Everybody finds dating funny, dating stories funny. And that's kind of where he kicked off in terms of TikTok was just about the dating game, the differences between men and women in terms of dating.
1: Yeah. And I just feel like he's a frat guy, who is just – I feel like he must have had a late glow-up in his looks and he's just trying to compensate. I think he's insecure and trying to get that male validation that he never did. He was probably not that popular kid. And he's just trying to, you know, heal that inner child and be a boy's boy and be a popular guy and not just be for the girls. And, I mean, what's wrong with being for the girls? So that's my controversial take. So after the special came out, obviously – I hadn't even seen TikTok blow up about how much it was so bad. And I had already come to my own conclusion, which is wild. But everyone was going on about how shit it was and how controversial it was and whatnot. But then to respond to that backlash on his Instagram story, he said, if you find my special controversial, follow this link. And it was a link to special needs helmets. Are you joking? No. Um, I was just like, what? That is fucked up. Yeah and his PR team would be crying right now like how do you I just I'm I cannot yeah it, it also if you're getting such a large public response to your special you think you would listen to the criticism and then critique your craft
0: especially for people I think that are you know actors comedians whatever it is you're putting yourself in the public sphere mm. if you're getting criticism if a lot of people are like hey that kind of joke has a lot of negative connotations towards women who are experiencing domestic violence it's like a global pandemic maybe don't ever make a joke like that again it's like you know what you're right i did something wrong yeah whatever it is but to like then have a link to a special needs helmet like i don't know what that plan was for him like where did he Mm -hmm. think this was gonna go yeah it is giving that he is looking to get those like
1: incel alpha podcast boys on his, like, track. Yeah. It's interesting with stand-up because, you know, they're known, is I think, to push the envelope or something. But I think how you get away with it is your joke is funnier than the insult at the end of the day. That's how you can get away with these really outrageous... Because stand-up comedians are not known for playing it safe. A lot of yeah. jokes are tackling issues that maybe are not meant to be joked so- about. Like, social issues. Yeah. A lot of
0: it, you know. And I've seen other stand-up guys on TikTok who make a lot of political jokes and stuff that are quite funny, but they also, they, like, toe that line. I don't know how to say it, but there is this line where they they toe it, they flirt with it, but they don't completely eviscerate this line and become outright, almost encouraging abuse for women. Do you know what I mean? So there is a line that's threaded for stand-up comedians, and sometimes they dabble and they cross the toe and they get the backlash. Like, Dave Chappelle got so much backlash for his stand-ups. You know, I watched Chris Tucker and... His stand-up was so funny. I love it. But there are a few moments in there where he's towing that line where I'm like, ugh, mm. do you know what I mean? So, but to come out right and talk about women with black eyes and cooking back in the kitchen, whatever it was, yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah, It's unacceptable. And I just can't believe the audacity for him to come up to fame because of women's support and then to turn around on them like that. Yeah. That's just crazy to me. It's just
1: like, why turn on your fans? I just... I hate these celebrities who get to fame and then just forget about the people who got them there. Yeah, Stay humble and know where you came from.
0: I think one of the things that we see the greats do, like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and stuff, they always say thank you to their fans. They always say thank you for coming out tonight. Thank you for letting me do what I do. Taylor Swift always makes a note to say thank you to her fans. Even in Beyonce's renaissance tours that I've been seeing, she's always thanking the fans for coming out, for showing up, for getting dressed up. It's so important um, to just have that humble factor and realize that there's no way you get to make these millions and millions of dollars or to create your craft and do all these things without a fan base yeah that is enjoying your work and like you as a person yeah. so it's
1: disappointing it is disappointing it's just like another white man disappointed us mm. and i mean it's not like he's gonna dwindle off into the sunset no he's still gonna have a fan base There's always, yeah the wrong crowd now yeah the people supporting him now interesting yeah it's giving andrew tate
0: it is giving andrew tate it's giving incel energy it's giving you know men who hate women inherently kind of energy is that the kind of people you want following you
1: and also what's wrong with women supporting you yeah why who hurt you would you have this Netflix special without the women blowing you up on TikTok just I never heard a comedian be like you know what I want to cater to men it's just like they cater to everyone whoever comes and finds their jokes funny great yeah exactly anyway pop culture moves so quickly by the time we record this once a week it's already like blown up yeah quietened down blown up uh circled back and dead in the water perfect thanks so much for listening a bit more of a chilled episode yeah a bit of a short one i think Let us know how Saturn Return has cooked you. (laughs) Yeah, let us know how
0: Saturn Return's affected you. Give us any tips on how to get through this on the other side. And please follow us on TikTok and Instagram. And yeah, let us know if you want us to talk about anything specific. Gorgeous. Catch you next week.